This podcast episode is brought to you by the Bass Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Bass Parlor app. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens. And today, our special guest is a singer, songwriter, producer, lyricist, podcaster, a little bit of everything out the DMV area. Starranko, a.k.a. the Pumpkin King. What up, Starranko? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> what up? That's, that's a mouthful. It's a lot. You do a lot, man. You do a lot. I know. You, you did your research, though. The Pumpkin King. I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I did. You got a lot of stuff going on, too, man. I was really impressed. So I heard a couple of your tracks. The Who Am I? I liked a lot. You know, mm. I liked that a whole lot. And then also the, uh, the Weekend Anthem. And what I liked about the two, both of them had completely different feels. You know, yeah. And I'm someone who grew up uh, listening to a lot of different genres of music. So I grew up, you know, listening to '90s hip hop, '70s soul, '90s alternative, uh, 2000 alternative, mm-hmm. you know, orchestral. And so what I like about your music is I don't know where you're coming from. So you had a rock song, yeah, rock, rock kind of song, feel song, and then you had like a hip hop song. Um, I like that, man. Where, where does that come from? Where does that come from? Yeah, thanks, man. It's um same thing. I grew up with a lot of different genres. Um, my parents, they were always playing like I, I always say like Michael Jackson. He was the one who was always like in the house. My dad was like obsessed with Michael Jackson. So I, I grew up on that. But my mom, she listened to everything like um, Tina Turner was her lady like go to. But right. there was Elton John in the house. There was like hip hop in the house from my sister. Like she put me on the Jay-Z, Kanye, uh, DMX. So like I'm listening to everything. And then my other sister was like deep, like deep into pop music. So that's where I get a lot of like my pop melodies and stuff from. And so it was just like that. And then myself, I'm just inspired by a whole bunch of different artists. Like my inspirations are, I have them all on my wall right now. It's like Michael Jackson, Nirvana, Bob Marley, Tupac, Beyonce, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. Kanye. Yeah, yeah, so all over the place. All over. I like the place. man. I'm starting to see that a lot more too. A lot a lot of artists start to like cross over different genres and cross over different boundaries, which I personally like, man. Yeah. I'm actually uh working on a blog post now talking about some of the genres I'm gonna mesh. And so when I heard your music, I was like, Oh, that's that's really tight. I like that a lot, man. That's really tight. <laughs> nice, really thanks, tight. man. And you got bars on top of all that, you got some serious bars too. So that's hey, that always- I try. so uh growing up in a music household you said your mom was in the music your dad was in the music your sister was in the music yeah did you grow up knowing that you wanted to pursue music um a little bit so my first big dream was i wanted to be a basketball player and i have iverson's jersey on my wall too so but you know that didn't really pan out which is all right i'm still nice but you know i'm not like that i didn't want that to be my whole life so right um then I was like, you know, what? I want to try music. And then a lot of people were like, because I went to private school for a while. So they were like, what are you going to rap about? You know, you went to private school. And I'm just like, I mean, I could I was always good at poetry and English and stuff like that. So right. honestly, it's just putting that over a beat. So if mm-hmm. you know how to rhyme words, you know which words to use, you know how to like express yourself and convey whatever message that you want. You put right. that over a beat and you're rapping. So right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. 
I always believed in myself. So I just went ahead and did it. And some people are starting to, you know, come around to it. So that's that's always fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. And then lyrically, you know, things are evolving, too, where you, you see rappers rap about, you know, a little bit more wider range of topics, you know. Right. Right. It doesn't have to be gangster because that's when in the 2000s, it's like if you're not a gangster, then, yeah. you know, we don't want to yeah. hear that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a good thing. So, you know, high school, you start really getting to it. And, and, and then college, is that where you started really honing your skills down, doing some recording and stuff like that? For sure. So um, in college, I actually joined in a band with like some of my friends. And okay. so that's where a lot of the rock element comes from also is like, mm-hmm. cause we were like a rap slash rock band. And then, you know, typical band shit, you know, people are doing some things, they get hooked on that. And then like yeah. the chemistry, things fall apart. So then I decided to just go solo, do my own thing. And, you know, one of my bandmates still helped me along with it for a while, but then I just had to take off on my own. But, right. um, yeah, it started in college and just keep going, just keep going in the back of my mind. I was, I was always like, you know, if I just keep trying, you know, somebody's going to listen to it. And if somebody likes it, that's good enough for me. It, it makes it worth it. So, yeah, that's a good and, and that's a good mentality, too. You know, you're creating it. You, it sounds like it's coming straight from what you like. And right. Your heart, you know what I mean? So that's a good thing. So um, leaving the band and, and forming everything on your own. How was that transition going from work with a group of people? Now you're going to work in by yourself. So everything's really on you at this point. Right. And honestly, honestly, it was a transition because like for a while I was used to like group think. So it's like, mm. I'll come in with this. Oh, what do you guys think about that? Oh, it's cool. And then like, everyone's like, it's so much easier, but it's harder at the same time because as long as you all are on the same page, it makes it so much easier because you bring in something, someone else brings in something, someone brings it and then it just, you make music. But for you, it's like, all right, I got to find the music or make the beat. And then I got to like rap on top of it, write to it and then like record it or find someone to help me record it. So it's it's a lot harder, but it's more me. So it's like everything that like I choose, like on my last album, I chose all of the beats. Uh, The album before I made like 90 percent of the beats. And then, you know, it's just about like I can express myself because also when you're in a band, it's like you also don't want to be too personal with your lyrics because Mm -hmm. it's not about just you. So with this, it can be (laughs) so. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's all, especially what you produce. And it really is, you know, all you for the most part. So did you, when did you start on the production side of it? Did you start production first or you start as an artist first and then kind of went into the production out of necessity, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I was, I was um, a lyricist first and then that switched into rapping. And then um, once like things started breaking up with my band, I was like, all right, I didn't want to pay. I didn't have money yet to pay producers. So I was like, right. I'll just pick up GarageBand and learn how to make some right. beats. So right. <laughs> that's where that came. And then uh, eventually I was able to, you know, pay producers who, if I liked your beat and I felt like it was better than something I can do, mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, let me get that. <laughs> okay. No, so, that makes yeah. sense. That's a good mm-hmm. way of doing it. How, how'd you find producers and, you know, different artists or engineers to work with? So YouTube is your friend, man. So like I just went on YouTube and um, I would, you know, there's a whole community of producers on there and they make like whatever type beat, like, like, okay. um, what is it? Uh, who am I was a Kanye type beat. And, you okay. know, Kanye's okay. my guy. Well, 
old Kanye. It doesn't matter. We don't have to get into all that. But, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That Late registration. Late exactly. registration, Kanye. Yeah, college dropout. I feel you. All the way up to, like, graduation. And even I would go to my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. Some tracks on Yeezus. I still, like, I run to Black Skinhead every time. Like, I do mm. full sprints. It's it's insane. But um, back to and the topic. Blood and the Leaves is a tight one, too. Ooh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. Those two right there, my favorite two from the album for sure. We miss you, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like um basically, like you would look up any type beat. I would look up like Drake type beat, Kanye type beat, Jay-Z type beat, or whatever. And then if it like worked with what I was trying to do, then I'll be like, all right, let me get that. And then I'd write to it and we go from there. Okay. Okay. And so, I mean, you doing everything. Is that usually usually your creation process where you're you listen to the beat first and you'll ride around the beat, how the beat sounds, or is it kind of reverse for you? It used to be reverse. So I would I would write, like I said, it was like a bunch of poems basically. And then I would find the beat that would match it. But it I found I write better when I have the beat, because then that inspires me to what do I want to say on it or what kind of feel is this? And then so now I get the beat first or I'll make the beat and then I'll write to it. And usually it comes from a hook. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really like, that's, that was always my strongest point was like mm -hmm. melody and hook. So I'll always start with that first and then I'll just write around it. And sometimes it takes forever. Cause like, I'm really choosy about the words that I put in, right. you know, where, you know, I, I wish I could just say whatever and just let it go and be like, all right, it's good enough. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I will like, get hung up on oh i should say and instead of but there because it flows better or something like that like those little things but it makes a huge difference so yeah oh yeah that makes mm -hmm. sense so then you also you know you produce it you're the artist do you also uh mix and master your own stuff too not yet so that's okay. that's the next level but okay um i worked with a really great engineer uh at bias studios his name's tom tyra Okay. Um, he helped me mix this last album and he recorded me and um, he even had a bunch of ideas that I don't know if you heard like the song Pride on my album. Not yet. Not yet. I'll check it out though for sure. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's one part in there where it's like, mm, yeah, like in the back, that was his idea. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay. all right, let's try it. Like, I'm always down to try it. And then if it right. doesn't work, I'll be like, all right, no, let's not do that. Or if it does, I'm like, hey, high five. <laughs> like, Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's probably good. It's probably better too to uh, have another set of ears because you've been, I know how it is you producing that. You're the artist too. So you, you're in to listen to the same track over and over and over right. and over and over again. So it's probably good to get a good set of ears, another set of uh, ideas on how to, you know, make the track a little better. Exactly. And that, yeah. that, that was that part that I was missing from the band days of like someone else bringing in an idea like, hey, why don't you try this or something like that? So working with a really good engineer or producer mm -hmm. who has those ideas, definitely right. I, as an artist, I give that advice to people like try and work with somebody else. Okay, good. Then what, what's the name of the studio and the, and the guy again? Give a quick little plug. Yeah, so it's Bias Studios. That's in Springfield, and his okay. name is Tom Tyra. He'll he'll hook you up. Okay, a little Tom yeah. Tyra. That's a, that's a good deal. So thinking about because you've been doing this for uh, quite a few years now, and you've learned a lot throughout you know throughout the years. Thinking back, what's you know one or two things that you've learned um, that you that you implement in as an artist now that you know you wish you had known back then. Oh, that's a perfect question, because this is something that I've uh, come to terms with not too long ago, actually, is don't do this for validation. 
Like I got nominated for our local whammy awards. I don't know if you know that one, mm-hmm. but I saw that. Yeah. 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 I got nominated and I lost and it, it hurt because <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm very competitive. I want to win everything that I'm in, but it's like, okay. I, if it shouldn't like now make me look at my music differently or make me feel about it differently, just because someone else's opinion of it doesn't match my opinion of it, if that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. the other day I went for like a walk and I was just listening to my album and I was like, man, if this is all that comes from this album is I can enjoy it on a walk. That's, that's a success for me. Like, you know, cause it's like, it's kind of like I cook also. So when I cook, I don't look to get like likes on Instagram for the food I make. I just make it so I can eat it. So that's kind of like how I'm approaching music now. It's like I'm making music so I can enjoy it. And the people who listen to it, if they enjoy it, then that's that means more to me than if I got like a million streams and people were weren't really feeling it. They were just listening to it and they're like, eh, it's all right. But, right. you know, yeah, yeah. No, that's. Yeah, that's great advice. And it probably keeps you grounded, too, because there's a million different ways you see people be successful all you know, chasing that success, chasing mm-hmm. like the, the brand new sound. It's something you stay grounded in what you like. I mean, it spans different genres, but right. at least it's something that you like. You know what I mean? Something exactly. You feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing, man. That's really good advice. That's really good advice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, lastly, just uh, just let us know what you got in store for 2021. So for 2021, um, early in January, I dropped my my best album to date. I'm 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 trying to be a little humble about it, but <laughs> it's what it is. It's that's my best album. That's where Who Am I is on, and like a bunch of other okay. tracks. So okay. um, right now, what I'm working on is collaborating with different artists, whether they're in the area or outside the area. Um, I just got this fire beat from this one producer from Europe. And it's like one of those drill sounds. And I never have done a drill track before, but mm-hmm. you, when you hear this shit, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it's it, huh? like, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So that's what I'm working on. And then I'm going to um, also do like a deluxe version of the hell is, the hell is other people, which is the album that came out. Okay. And so I'm going to add that track and a bunch of other tracks that like didn't make the cut, but I'm going to rework so that it fits on there and, Stretch it, okay. stretch it to like a couple more songs. Oh, that's tight, man. Tight, man. You got a you got a busy twenty twenty one ahead of you, man. Yeah, yeah. So right now yeah. I'm taking a break. I'm you know playing video games, just kind of hanging out, um, okay. practicing guitar because I just started that, but I'm not where I want to be. So just kind of taking some time to relax because that's important too. Because I just right. kind of been going album after album ever since my third one. It's just been like one after the other, like just working. So right now I'm just kind of taking a little break, and then I'll get back to it. Yeah, the choir before the storm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> man, once again, man, I appreciate you joining us, everybody. This is the singer, songwriter, producer, lyricist, and has got a podcast, sports podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Three Timeouts podcast with Flacco and Seagons. Uh, we upload every week. We're on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. So all definitely right, check us out. Yes, sir. Staranko. Staranko. Let me say it right. Staranko. <laughs> it's, it's nice to meet you, man. And I uh, appreciate you joining us here today, man. Nice meeting you too, man.